Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effects on the markets. This podcast is for educational purposes and should not be taken as investment advice. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you're prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now onto the podcast. Hi everyone, I'm Dylan Holman and joining me is seasoned trader Henry Ward who has over 10 years experience in the markets. Hello everyone, how are you? The podcast has a simple format which would see us talking about the top three financial stories of the news. This week we'll be discussing Apple, Microsoft and Intel. First things first though, Henry, how's your week been? Yeah, the week's been been pretty good. We've had um, a lot of chat about a boat that was stuck in a canal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it massively affected the likes of CAD, massively affected the likes of oil, and uh, the the memes going around all social media then as well. Um, one of the one of the big things that we've done, anyone who's been following me on any of the webinars and stuff, is we we took the likes of um, gold short, and it was a really really nice trade. It broke out to the downside. Why? Because we're expecting a little bit of dollar strength, and dollar has continuously gone up a little bit. So that that worked out really really well. So yeah, it's been it's been a pretty good week. And stocks wise, we've, we've literally been the same as we have for the last week. Flat as a pancake, hasn't really. There's one buying day, one selling day, one buying, one selling. Yeah, just looking a little bit closer at the Dow Jones index. So that's reported only a 1.4% increase um, last week of March. Yeah, see that the, the Dow has done Dow has done extremely well. So Dow was Dow was at record highs where you have the Nasdaq that's after dropping twelve to fourteen percent, well twelve percent. So it is it has done extremely well compared to the likes of um, the likes of the Nasdaq. Why? Because the Nasdaq is so tech heavy, whereas the likes of the Dow is is so financial institutes heavy. So the likes of J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, Wells Fargo, literally literally the the the, the podcast that we done a couple of months ago. Anyone who bought any of those stocks has done extremely well since since the podcast. Okay, great. Well, let's move on to topic one then, which is Apple. Now, obviously, Apple needs no introduction. Um, it's <laughs> probably in most people's portfolios, I would say, and it's had a very good uh, 2020 and, you know, for the last few years. However, 2021 so far, it hasn't been so great. No, uh, 2020 hasn't hasn't been great. It, it, it's one of these things that Apple Apple is a must for everyone's portfolio. It's 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 what is it? It's it's a true two trillion dollar company. So it's one of these things that has a juggernaut and has continues to to stumble along out of bothers. Now I bought this stock back at the end of the, the the very beginning or at the end of the drop of coronavirus, and I'm up 85 percent on that on that first. On that first uh, position back then, uh, my very very first position on Apple was 18 months ago, and I'm up 160% up on 18 months. So it's it's people say all the time, but Apple is too expensive. It's too expensive. Well, I have I've, between my, my I think I have four positions on it. I'm up uh, on average 140% over over four positions, which is which is not too bad in the likes of 18 months. If you add a little bit extra to it, the likes of a, a 2% dividend as well. Over that same time, it, it, it all it all sort of adds up. But if we look at the beginning of the year, it started off. It, it's it, well, it's actually dropped from the beginning of the year. The beginning of the year was at one hundred and thirty dollars. It's now at one hundred and nineteen dollars. So it has dropped about three or four percent. So it's waiting on something, and that's 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 the that's the thing. It's waiting on some investors are waiting now. Whether it's because the Nasdaq has dropped, and that's what we're waiting on, and then once the 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 momentum from the Nasdaq takes off again, then Apple will follow. But everyone seems to be waiting on see what's going to happen. 
The big news for Apple is it's recently unveiled its new iPhone 12, which is the first range where it's going to be um, compatible with 5G mobile networks. So really kind of big, big launch for them. And this is kind of what analysts are expecting is going to be kind of the first cycle where people upgrade their phones to this 5G network. Absolutely, absolutely. And yeah, the success of the Apple iPhone um, 5G has has catapulted it to the to the top of the smartphone sales chart last quarter. So Samsung before that was the, the top for sales and then the likes of the iPhone overtook it. Now we're expecting for this to, to build to build on this and you know, continue growing. And if we look at the stats, the last Q4 and this are Q4 2019 and Q4 2020 is the, the the numbers have out far outweighed last year's one so we we would have expected the stock to continue rising and people to continue investing on that but it hasn't which is which is a little bit um concerning and we obviously know how popular apple is in you know england germany america etc However, it's some of the emerging markets where they really have most to gain. You know, in India, they've had an incredible Q4 2020 where they actually doubled their market share, even though it's still quite a small percentage compared to other countries that are sort of 4%. Yeah, so look, it, it, well, when you when you get the population of India and then you, you see the market share and, and they're growing and they've, they've doubled their market share, that this is, this is phenomenal. For likes of a company with the size of Apple, with the, the market reach, with the brand awareness that they already have. So the shipping ad was more than 150 million units and helps to this to be a very, very good quarter earnings now when we look at the at the earnings report that's coming out and earnings are coming out at the at the 15th of the month we expect this to be far greater than the previous q4 when we look at year on year it's it, we're expecting this to be much much better so for the stock to have dropped a little bit it, it tells me that the sentiment in the market is more important at the moment than actually what's going on with with earnings and what's going on with companies at the moment. So, um, when we're looking into the into the earnings report, we're expecting this to be very very good this in this quarter. Okay, great. Well, let's move on to our second topic then, which is Microsoft. Now, Microsoft seems to be on a little bit of a spending spree at the moment. <laughs> so they've just bought for seven and a half billion dollars the video games publisher Bethesda. Apologies if I've uh, said that wrong. And now there's um, reports out there that they're also in talks to acquire the messaging platform Discord. And that's going to be around the kind of $10 billion mark. So yeah, that's correct. It's it's, it's something I use. Is, is I have a I have a trading community. That oh, you I actually use, use it, do you? Yeah. So I I use I I have a trading community where I have oh, about a, a, a thousand traders in it. And what we do is we we chat, we share ideas and stuff like that. But the the design or where it actually originated from is for gaming. So people who who wanted to actually stream and chat and talk to other people, but having it seamless. Um, because some of the other platforms weren't designed for it. They weren't set up the capability. So um, a couple of guys come together, they, they dreamed up this and they actually come up with it. And it's now sort of gone on from strength to strength. It's now a, a 10 billion worth of, of a company that in, in a few short years. So it's it's one of these things that has sort of come out of nowhere. Now we talk about the likes of Microsoft and they're buying up these younger companies. So, and that seems to be what Microsoft are trying to do because 
Microsoft's demographic is a little bit older than the likes of iPhone, okay? So the idea is, is that what Microsoft is trying to do, because they were one of the leaders trying to buy TikTok. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to get into this, this younger market and, and bring down the average age of their actually, their actually clientele, as well as servicing the old people who are, I say old people, <laughs> the older generation. Yeah, I was going like... to say old people. Wow, okay. <laughs> they might take a little bit of offense to that. <laughs> well, what I mean by old people is I mean by people that are old school that were using Microsoft long before the likes of Apple come out there. And, and now we have the newer school people that have come in and then is Apple is a little more sexy than Microsoft, if that makes sense. And that's, that's what I mean by that rather than by your age is that you've probably used Microsoft all your life and you would never, ever use Apple again. Whereas young people my age, I've used Apple and I've used Microsoft. Now I use Microsoft because it's easier. Um, but again, that's the... And that's the, the demographic. Okay, so it's, so they're sort of buying these communities of younger people, as you say. How's that affected their share price? See, Microsoft is something that I've had for a long time. Microsoft is something that is it's one of these, it's the same as Apple. It's one of these companies that you, you should have in your portfolio. It's something that has, has gone on sort of from strength to strength. And we have this very, very slow trend. So if we look at from the beginning of the year, um, Microsoft is up about five to six percent. Now that's not that's not going to that's not going to make anyone millions. But if we look at say the beginning of nineteen or the beginning of twenty twenty to the end of twenty twenty, again we've had another run of thirty to forty percent on that stock throughout the year. Now, again, once you add in a dividend on top of that of another three or four percent dividends over that same period of time, again, that, that is a really, really nice stock to be in and, and looking at. So we're trying to understand that we don't always have to be in these hugely growing stocks. We, we sometimes get into these stocks that the big ones, the likes of the Microsofts of the world, the likes of the Apples of this world, and they will just grow, give you a nice dividend. And then every so often we jump in on these high growth stocks, whereas the staples or the, the bedrock of anyone's investment are the likes of the of the big ones, like the Apples, the Microsofts of this world. So yeah, this is the the two of these are are these are companies that are not going to make you millions over or double your portfolio over a short period of time. But what they will do is they should give you slow, consistent returns year on year. Okay, great. Well, let's move on to topic three then, which is Intel. So they've got a new chief executive with big ambitious plans. So what exactly has he first implemented? They have a new CEO and the first public webinar that he's done is he's looking to bring, he's looking to do expansion in-house. So what he's looking to do is there's a 20 million or 20 billion that they're investing into bringing the semiconductors from over-reliance on Asia to actually bring it back in-house in America and get the things manufactured and set up there properly. And that's one of the big things that they've done. And if we if we look at the, the share prices of the likes of Intel over in 2020, compared to the likes of Apple, they're up 31% this year so far. So whatever is after happening in that short space of time seems to be seems to be responded very, very well with the, the likes of the shareholders and investors at the moment. 
The interesting thing about this is that they're obviously bringing some of their manufacturing back in-house, which is actually exactly what Apple did to Intel when Apple took their production of some of their iPhones in-house, leaving Intel a little bit high and dry. So this should be a really positive step for Intel, shouldn't it, that they're not going to be outsourcing so much in Asia? Yeah, it should be. It should actually be very, very good. And one of the other things as well is that they can do the quality control themselves. And that's one of the big things with the likes of companies like that is that they have to make sure that the quality is there. Once you outsource um, stuff to other companies, you then have to rely on their quality control. Whereas, and this is this is this is huge for the likes of Intel. It's huge for them to actually, if they can pull this off correctly, if they can actually get this up and running, and if they can actually um, keep down the cost for so let's be honest that that's the biggest reason why the outsourced most of the stuff is because of one labor costs and then two is getting people who are actually qualified to do the job and that's that's two of the big things that they have to sort of overcome and and once we once we look into this we'll know in the next quarter or the next six months whether this has been a good idea or whether this is not so it's one of these things that it's nice to see them making that move and and actually investing in themselves and in and in the likes of the US economy and um, with, with the likes of coronavirus after happening, this is this is great for the likes of the US economy. But again, let's see whether the cost of, of moving it from Asia over to the US is going to be positive or negative. Well, investors have obviously seen this new leadership direction and seem to be liking it because the stock's risen about 30% in the first three months of this year. Yeah, well, look, the, the idea is so far so good. Um, and it's one of these things that you can never you can never guarantee because if we look back is Intel has been sideways for the last for the last two years and we're getting close, we're getting close to that to the top of that sideways. So if we look back at the high of 2020, we were at $69. At the minute we're at $62. And that was the high of of since 2000, well, it was it's, that's the record high. But in 2018, we were down about at $45. So it, it, it hasn't moved massively away from between that $40 and that $60 mark. It's, it's been pretty sideways. Yes, we've had, we've had big drops. Yes, we had the coronavirus drop. But even in 2020, we had that big recovery straight after a coronavirus drop. It went up to $65. And then it dropped the whole way back down again to the $45 mark. So it is one of these stocks that is swinging up and down, depending on what news releases are coming out. But if there's a, a manufacturer, the likes of Apple or Samsung or any of those guys and they're working with them, and then all of a sudden they drop them, these stocks will, will drop very, very quickly. Um, so the idea is if you hear in the news that someone is getting dropped or they sign a contract with someone, the likes of this will have a big jump one way or the other. Great. Well, that's it for this week's podcast. Before we uh, wrap things up, is there anything else that people should be keeping an eye on? Yeah, the, the, the big thing to keep an eye on now is US dollar. US dollar is turning. We have we have a little bit of strength there in US dollar. And I, I, do, a, I do a currency index, strength index every week. And looking back over the last of the last week or so, we have um, CAD, which last week was the strongest currency out there at, at plus seven. And then we have US dollar, which was the second strongest at plus five. Now, the idea of this is, and why we're doing a strength matrix is so that we are trading 
strength versus weakness. So we have we had JPY weakness, which was minus six, and we had the likes of CHF weakness, which was minus seven. So the idea would be is to try and to match the two of them up. And if you can match those two up but with strength and weakness, then there's there's some very, very good opportunities for you. And then obviously if dollar continues getting stronger, you will have weakness on silver, you will have weakness on gold as well. So there is a lot of a lot of downside on silver and gold because they are still pretty high or close to the record highs. And then on the other side of the kind is you have the cryptocurrencies. They're still flying. This is and um, Bitcoin went up and hit the, the record high and then and then rejected that level again. So um, crypto seems to be in a really, really good space at this present moment in time. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this week's podcast. You can learn more about the markets on Henry's weekly webinar, which you can find by going onto Google and typing in eToro Trading School. We look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you very much, everyone. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com.